I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. God has been moving in incredible ways. And before we get into today's message about worship, I'd like to share a praise report to you. A few weeks ago, probably close to a month now, a little over a month, my mother fell inside of her house and she shattered her shoulder, her left shoulder, shattered the shoulder completely. When the doctors looked at the x-ray, they told her, we will try to repair it, but if we're not able to repair it, we may have to put an implant in. So when they went in, they were prepared to put an implant in, and that's exactly what they had to do. There was not much bone left that they could put together to be able to repair her shoulder. So after she had the implant put in, she was on the road to recovery. But that's where all the complications started. She had an infection inside of her arm and it was swollen to probably about this size. And it was red. So the doctors had to open her back up again to take the infection out. They took out a large pocket of infection, sewed her back up and gave her antibiotics that she had to take intravenously twice a day to get the infection to go away. It was three weeks in and the infection was not going away. Visibly on her arm, you could still see the arm swollen and very red around the incision site. When she went to the doctor, something else was very strange. No antibiotics were found in her blood. So they changed the antibiotics. Twice a day, she was still administering to herself antibiotics, but the antibiotics were not showing up in her blood and the infection was not going away. So the doctors were confused. They didn't know what was going on. And as a last resort, they told her, we may have to take the implant out, which means you will be left without a shoulder. Remember, everything was taken out of her shoulder. There was no bones left. There was nothing in her shoulder but the implant now. So she went for an MRI. The doctor, the infectious disease doctor, wanted to see what was going on in her arm. She was underneath the MRI machine and she started to feel anxiety. It was hot, it was cramped, it was dark. She didn't feel comfortable, so she had to quit the MRI. You see, this was very, very challenging for my mother because my mother doesn't do well with pain. But it was also very disheartening for her because it's now been several weeks going on months where she didn't have her left arm. She was doing everything with her right arm. She was cleaning. She was bathing. Everything you can imagine that you would do with two limbs, she had to learn to do with one arm. And there's people out there like you who do deal with that every single day. But it's challenging for someone who's used to two arms. So I spoke with her that night after she was not able to complete the MRI and she was crying. She didn't know what she was going to do because it was just not healing and it was not getting better. But I know that we have a healer that can take control of any situation. So I told her that I would be coming up tomorrow and we would lay hands and pray. So Ellis and I went up to visit my mother and my grandmother about 30 minutes away from us. So all three of us went into the bedroom that night and we laid hands on my mother and we prayed. We asked God to heal her of the infection. 
We asked God to take away the infection and to heal her arm completely. There was a block during our prayer, and I felt that block. It was the block of the enemy. The enemy was not wanting us to take control of this situation and to speak healing and call on our Father for that healing. So we continued to pray, continued to pray. You see, when people stop at that moment, that's when the healing does not occur. When we press in, we press through that barrier, that's when healing can occur. So while we were laying hands on her, she felt tingling very strongly from the top of her head to the toes and her feet through her entire body. I felt that same tingling in my hand as I was placing it on her and praying to our God. And then God said to me, it is finished. And you could see immediately the swelling went down in her arm. It looked so much better in her arm and the redness started to go away. I am sitting here today to tell you, brothers and sisters, the infection has left my mother's body. She has been healed by our God. When the doctors had no other plan, had no other way, when they were going to go to their last resort and take out the implant, our God healed her. When the antibiotics were not working in her body, you could not find the antibiotics in her blood. Even after changing antibiotics, twice a day she was taking them and they were not working. But you know what? That was so that I could sit here today and bring glory to God. It was so that she could be healed by our God, not by the antibiotics that the doctors are pushing. Now, don't get me wrong. Antibiotics are wonderful and they work for many, many people. But there's some times that the enemy wants to take someone's life or wants to hold someone down, that he's going to cause whatever is trying to be pushed by man not to work. But guess what? Our God is more powerful. Our God is bigger than any doctor, any enemy, any antibiotic, because he is the healer. He is the healer. And he healed my mother. My mother is now on her road to recovery where she can go and, and use her arm. She's not using it right now because she has to go through therapy, but she's going to be recovering much quicker than what she would have before. And I am sitting here today to let you know that our God is real. He is so real and he is moving in miraculous ways. You just have to press in to receive your healing. You have to press in to receive what God is wanting to give to you. I just wanted to share that with you because there's many things that God's doing around the world. And that's just one of the things that he's done immediately in my life. And I give all the glory to God. We don't take any credit for that. We are merely a vessel. When we lay hands on people, we are transferring the Holy Spirit that's inside of us into that person to bring healing, but we don't do the healing ourselves. The healing comes from God and God alone. And I hope you understand that. So let's go ahead and jump into the message today. Today's message is about worship, how to worship our God. You know, it's challenging for a lot of people to learn how to worship. And I believe the reason for that is because we allow our flesh to take over. How many times have you sat down to read the Bible or you sat down to worship or to pray and all of a sudden your mind just starts going and racing in so many other ways? You get distracted from what you're doing and then all of a sudden, I call it these little rabbit holes, you go down these rabbit holes 
that starts to take you away from your purpose on what you were doing to, with God. That's our flesh. Our flesh is trying to pull us away because our flesh is sinful. But our spirit, which is connected with the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, longs to worship, wants to worship God, because that's what we were created for. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the different ways that you can worship God. And I hope that this encourages you to worship God more than you're doing now. Some of us are born worshipers where we have a heart of worship. Others, it takes a little more nudging for us to worship. So when I was preparing this message, I asked God, what does worship mean? And he said, worship is a level of bestowing yourself by placing yourself below the person, in our case, God, to bring glory to them who you feel deep compassion and love for. There's a difference between worship and honor. We honor people on earth. We honor our mothers and our father, but we worship God. You know, back in the Old Testament days, when they would worship God, it was merely done from a physical standpoint. They would take their bodies and they would fall on the ground and bow. You might have seen that in movies. You might have heard about that in stories where people would bow before a king. They would do the same thing for God. When Jesus came to earth, he gave us a new lesson on worship. It was no longer a physical part of worship, which don't get me wrong, our physical body does have to start the worship, but it's our inner heart. It's our spirit that's inside of us that is going to create that worship to God. David introduced worship through musical instruments. Before the Israelites, they didn't have a form of worship through music. Like I said, they would just use their bodies to throw down in front of God and they would worship. Sure, they might have said a few words, but David introduced a song because David had a heart of worship. Tambourines, cymbals, trumpets, lyres. He created instruments for the people. And some of those we still use today to worship God. So let's take a look at John 4, 23 through 24. But a time is coming and even now has arrived when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit. This is the Amplified from the heart and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Worship in spirit and in truth. So we're not allowing our physical body to do the work. We're opening up our heart and allowing for our spirit to move and worship God. You know, a lot of people believe that when they obey God, they obey his commands, they obey his word, that's a form of worship. Well, there's a misconception in that because obedience is expected by God, but worship is desired. We are expected to obey the commands of God, but God desires our worship. We are not required to worship God. We are required to have no other gods before us, and we should only worship our God. But the worship that we give God has to be from our spirit and from our heart. So what are some types of worship? The most common type of worship that you're probably aware of is singing. And you'll see that in your church. You may do that in your home. 
And that's perfectly fine. That's a form of worship. But we have to be very careful with the songs that we're singing. A lot of songs that we sing, if you listen to the words, they're not really worshiping God. They might be a prayer or the very worst, they're worshiping ourselves. They're bringing glory to ourselves instead of God. I know a lot of you probably love this song, myself included, but it is not a song of worship. The song goes, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah. Does that really worship God? You're raising a hallelujah in the presence of your enemies. That's a song about yourself, not about God. An example of a song that does bring glory to God is, You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. That's a song that we're worshiping God about. When we are singing words that bring glory to God, that is worship to God. But when we are singing about ourselves, and there's many, many Christian songs that do that, it's more of self-therapy. It's not worship to God. Now, a lot of you are going to say, well, then what's the purpose of them? Why are they Christian songs? Because they're uplifting. They're to uplift your spirit. They're to get your mind on the goodness of what maybe God's done for you. But they're not really a worship to God. If you listen to the words, our words are very, very important. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The Bible teaches us that. So what we're singing to God is very important. If you don't know what to sing to God, it's very simple. You can say holy, 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 holy. That's what the angels sing in heaven over and over again. As humans, we are tired of the words that we sing after we sing them for a while. God does not get sick of the words that we sing. We could sing the same thing over and over again, like the angels do in heaven, and God will see that as worship. How many times have you sung a song, and each time that song feels brand new to you? Each time it takes you into a new level of worship with God. There's a reason for that, because we start believing the words that we're singing the more and more that we sing them. If we just sing a song for four or five minutes and then move on to the next song, four or five minutes, move on to the next song, we may miss our heart of worship. We may not be able to connect to God because we're trying to get the words correctly. But if we will sing praise and worship to God, and we actually mean the words that we sing, that's true worship. But we have to be careful of the songs that we sing. Listen to the words. Are there more I's, me's, and we's in the song? Or are there more praises and worship towards God? Things that magnify his name. Things that bring glory to the name of God. Descriptions about God. That's worship. Let's look at Psalms 59, 16 through 17. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. This verse is talking about singing, but we need to sing about God, not about ourselves. 
Another type of worship is thanksgiving. Let's look at Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you form my inner parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. When we give thanks to God for the things that he's done, or we give thanks for the creation that he's made us into, we are giving thanks and worship to God. That's a form of worship. We need to be careful in our thanks, though, and make sure that it is towards God and not our own self. If we start out with I, 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 what does that say about ourselves? We're not giving thanks to God anymore. We're giving thanks to ourselves. But our thanks needs to go to God. So thanks is also another way that we can worship God. We talked a little bit about musical instruments. Musical instruments was introduced to the Israelites by David. For those of you that play instruments, are you playing the instrument for yourself? Are you playing it for God? We can worship God with our instruments. There's been many of times where I just hear worship through a piano playing or through a harp, and it can take me into a deep worship. So music through musical instruments can also be worship. But like I said, through the other types of worship, we have to make sure that we are worshiping God with our music and not trying to promote ourselves. How many times you see people want to play an instrument just to be seen? That doesn't bring glory to God. That brings glory to yourself. And that's all the rewards you'll get from that. Doing God's work is also a form of worship. When we give our time, when we give ourselves to God to serve him, that is a form of worship. We might be able to go out and help the homeless. You might be able to go out and feed those that are in need. Or it might be a financial giving that you might do. Time is also a way to give. But we have to do it from a right place. If we're just doing it to fulfill our own self or we're doing it to fulfill a commandment that Jesus gave us, we're not really putting our heart into it. We're not really worshiping God in that sense. We're worshiping ourselves. And that's a bad thing. We have to worship God in everything we do. Let's look at Psalms 149, 3 through 4. Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with tremble and lyre. Dancing is another way that we can worship God. Many people love to dance. Now, if you go and dance in a club or you go and dance in a bar, that's not bringing worship to God. It's when we connect our heart and we are opening our heart to God that we are bringing worship to him. And we can do that through our dancing. It might just be a moment where you just let loose and you let your feet run wild and you just dance all, all around your house because you are excited and you're praising God with your dance. There might be some people that take a flag and they dance beautifully in front of the presence of God because that's the way that they want to show their worship. We have to remember God has given us these gifts whether that be of song, of instruments, of dancing. Those are all ways that we can worship God. We can also worship God by just our words. Father, you are wonderful. You are glorious. You are magnificent. You are beautiful. You are precious. Everything you've done in my life, Father, has been wonderful. I give you all the glory and all the praise. Those are forms of worship just by using our words. Some of us say, well, I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to dance. God created your voice exactly how he meant to create it. Exactly how he meant to create it. 
Most of us, I would say, we love to sing, even if we know in our heart that we can't carry a tune. But God created your voice exactly how he wanted it. And when you sing to him, it's beautiful in his eyes. So even if you don't enjoy the way you sound, God does. But there's other ways you can worship, just like we're talking about. You don't have to sing. You can use your words. You can use your dance. You can use musical instruments. You can use your giving. And another way, bring glory to the name of God. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 16, 23 through 7. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Tell of his glory among the nations, his wonderful deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Notice what is written here. It's bringing glory to the name of God with our words. Whenever we talk to people about what God has done, that is bringing glory to his name. Just like today, when I opened up this message and I bring glory to God's name by telling you about the healing that he did inside my mother, that is bringing glory to God's name. That's a form of worship. And that's exactly what we're doing. When we bring glory to God's name by speaking the words and talking about the wonderfulness of his spirit, that is showing that God is in control, but also it's showing that God is marvelous. He's wonderful. He's glorious. And we're bringing worship to him. We have to be very careful about idolatry. Idolatry was probably one of the biggest sins of the Old Testament, but it's still very, very prevalent today. Anything could be an idol in our life. It doesn't have to be a statue. Your kids, your family, your car, your dog, Netflix, music, they can be idle in your life. Anything that is getting more of your time and attention than to God. God has to be number one in our life. If you're spending more time on a particular task than you are to God, that's your idol. Now, some are going to say, well, what about work? Well, work we have to do. God understands that. Work is required for us to survive, right? That's not a form of worship. I would say most of us don't enjoy our work. Some of us do, but it's not, it's not an idol. What's an idol is when we have our free time, and everyone does, if we're spending our free time on other things, that is not to bring glory to God. Now, we're not going to be able to spend our entire life every single day that we wake up and before we go to bed worshiping God. That's not what I'm saying. But it's the amount of time that you spend with God more than what you're doing now. And everyone has those moments where they said, you know what, I can probably turn this movie off. Or you're driving in your car, you're going to work, you're going to the store. That's a perfect time to worship God. Everyone has some time to worship. You could be inside of the shower and worship God. You could be taking a walk around your neighborhood and worship God. You could be folding clothes and worship God. There are tasks that we do that we don't have to put our mind to exactly to be able to complete them. How many times have you driven somewhere and your mind has been in so many places that you got to your location, but you don't remember how you got there? Because our mind is very powerful that we don't have to focus 
all of our attention to one thing. But when we worship from our spirit and from our heart, that's our true worship to God. And that's what he's seeking. He wants for you to worship him. He wants for you to cry out to him. He wants for you to give your heart to him. I guarantee you, if you spend more time with God and worship God, you will see change in your life. Maybe that prayer that you've been asking for hasn't come to fruition yet. Turn to God and worship and you will see your prayers be answered. Things that you are asking God for, things that you are waiting for God to answer, turn to worship and you will see your life turn around. I promise you that, brothers and sisters. God is desiring your worship. He is desiring your worship. He wants and longs for your worship. I know there's some of you here today watching this video that say, Brother Matthew, I don't even know if God is my Lord and Savior that I should worship him. And that's something that is very important in your life to figure out. God has to be the center of your life. He has to be your Lord and Savior. We have a road ahead of us, but that road can be very easy with God in your life. Jesus came to earth not to condemn the world, but to save the world, that through him we will be saved. We will be saved. It's very easy. Romans 10.9 tells us if we openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. I would love for you to invite Christ, Jesus, into your life today. Make him the center of your life. Make him the Lord of your life so that you can start to worship him and that you can start to bring glory to his name. And then in return, he will save you and allow you to be in his heaven, to be in his glory. But we can experience his glory here on earth as well. So if you are watching this video and you don't know if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you are in a life of sin and you want to repent of that, we can help you do that right now. Or maybe you're watching this video and you've never heard about Christ, but you want to give your life to him. We can do that for you as well. It's very easy. All we have to do is say a prayer and start walking a life that is according to the will of God, which is obeying the commands of Jesus. It's very easy. Most of us already know what those are because we are displayed them through the Ten Commandments. So I'm going to put a prayer on the screen if you would say it aloud with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, and thank you for shedding your blood for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Today, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I turn my back on the world and will follow in your path, Lord Jesus. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing right now because you have taken the opportunity to turn away from sin and repent. And I am rejoicing with you as well. You've made the best decision of your life. Now it's time to turn away truly from sin. It's not going to be easy because our flesh pulls us every single day, but that's why we have Jesus that we can repent to. I would love to connect with you and to help you during this time in this new path that you've taken. Please reach out to us. You can find our contact information on our website, jesusislord.cc, or you can email us at contact at jesusislord.cc. We would love to encourage you and walk with you during this time. If you need prayer, if you need uplifting, if you just need someone to talk to, we'd be happy to take that opportunity and speak with you. 
We love you, brothers and sisters. Every single one in Christ is special, and no one should be left behind. You have made the best decision you've ever made. Now it's time to walk in that new life because you are born again. You're a new creation in Christ. I hope you've enjoyed this message. Thank you.